Welcome to the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Neural Retraining and a certified MAP method practitioner specializing in anxiety, depression, and chronic health conditions. Join me for episode 57, where we talk with my client, Jerry Distasio, about the MAP method for chronic pain and food, chemical, and environmental sensitivities. She describes her experiences with the MAP for Sensitivities program and how working with a program differs from live sessions over Zoom. You will hear how she used the program for food sensitivities first and then her environmental sensitivities and how the chemical sensitivities resolved on their own. This is an important point because as we retrain the brain for one type of sensitivity, it increases tolerance across the board. I'm grateful to Jerry for having this conversation with me because she is an older lady. She's in her 70s, and she has a significant trauma history starting from childhood. Both of these factors indicate a more complex, longer road to recovery. I hope her story inspires you because if Jerry could eliminate nearly all of her sensitivities, you can too. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease. Instead, we work with the person and the personality to optimize health. Now, let's hear from Jerry. So welcome, Jerry. I'm so happy to have you join me. I'm really excited to talk to you about your experiences with the MAP method and particularly your experiences with the MAP for Sensitivities program, which is a program I've created using the MAP method to address people who have sensitivities, multiple sensitivities or sensitivities to foods, chemicals, and environmental irritants. So welcome, Jerry. Thank you for having me. So let's get started. I wanted to hear a little bit about how you heard about the MAP method and what made you decide to try this this new method? I've been um, working with a functional integration nurse practitioner through the Penny George Institute. And so about a year and a half ago, she said, you know, I I just was introduced to something new that I don't really know much about. Um, She said, but I thought maybe you might like to try it. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to give you the information and you can do with it what you want. So, so then I, I had a 15 minute telephone conversation with Madeline and it made perfect sense to me what she was talking about. And and I'd also been working with, um, doing Feldman Price, which was about, that was all about neural retraining. So I was really understanding that, you know, that's an important thing that we need to do. And. So I really like the idea of thinking, you know, changing the way I think about things. And, um, and the more I do this, the more I understand that that's really the key to, to all of it now, <laughs> because I've been doing a lot of 
um, work, um, had, have, having had chronic pain issues for 45 years, I had done all kinds of modalities. Um, but this has been a piece that has really helped me so much just to become in touch and aware of all of the thought processes that keep you stuck, keep me stuck. Um, and I'm sure all of us, <laughs> um, and how we, how we do our life. I mean, we have these messages in our brain and they play over and over, but we also have these messages in our bodies that are so stuck that keep our brains stuck there is what I'm really, really, really learning a lot about. Um, that has been really helpful. Um, especially the emotional. So um, it's been really, yeah, it's, it's really fabulous. It really is. Yeah. So thank you, Madeline. I, I was just going over some notes that I've written during this whole process. And many times I have, thank you, Madeline. Thank you. Madeline. <laughs> I hope I've said that to you, Madeline. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for all of that, because, you know, we started out doing some one-on-one -on -one map sessions over zoom. And I think we did about four sessions together before you started the map for sensitivities program. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit about like what, what you observed with your early experiences with the map method that made you think like, Oh, this is something that's good for me, or this is something that seems to be working for me. This is something I want to continue with. What positive experiences did you have in your first few sessions? I think that it, so I, I really enjoyed the map on the go. I mean, each session was powerful in itself, but then map on the go then gave me the tools that I needed to keep myself in that place of, of being more balanced, more centered, um, you know, more like if I had pain, if I would go do map on the go for pain and get rid of it instead of, so what I have, it, have learned and I kind of knew but I'm learning it at a deeper level is that you know once it starts like once the pain starts once my thyroid imbalance would start I would just like become more and more anxious really I guess now I'm, I'm just realizing how much anxiety I've been carrying in my body and it feeds the whole pattern of the cycle of all the stuff I've been doing for so many years so um so the map on the go just like instantly takes away that thought process. So I'm always thinking, why is this happening? What's happening? What do I need to do? Well, how can I fix this? You know what? And I can't, I mean, that just really sends me into a spin and I, and it makes it worse. So I'm, I just am chronically keeping myself down under, so to speak, is what it feels. I mean, what I know now. And so, um, so I think that's, you know, that piece has been just to be able to stop and, and see what, what I'm thinking, where my thinking process is going at the moment when it starts, like, um, and then to do a shift, do a shift and whatever I need to do. Maybe I, sometimes I will go and I'll listen to, um, map on the go for inner peace. Sometimes I'll do it for intentions. Sometimes I will sometimes if I'm just tired in the afternoon, I do the, uh, is that one called, it's not refresh. It's called re recharging, recharging. Yeah. I love that. That was one of my favorites. Um, you know, and the one before bed, I, I 
almost always do the inner peace and the um, the one for sleep. Um, you know, so so those were very beneficial um, for me after you know when I would do a session and to have that reinforcement. I think I've done a lot of this work <laughs> in different ways over the years and think okay, now I've got this, I'm getting better, but then something just, you know, sends you down a path and then off, off you go again. Um, so I think what has been most helpful for me has been the map on the go tool that I just have used for over a year now regularly um, to help me stay focused on the important stuff. I'm a person who can deeply like be flying off into the future going, oh my gosh, why did I do that? You know, and it's all about just being here now and being aware of what you're thinking, what, you know, what's feeding your, all of your stuff, your emotions, whatever, right in, in this moment. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting process. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is a process, right? It's an right. unfolding process. And as you said, you know, you've struggled with these things for decades, you know, um, it's going to take some time to unwind all of that, right? And, and that's okay. That's why we have all these tools. So you mentioned Map on the Go, and I, and I think um, I want to just explain a little bit about what that is. So Map on the Go is actually a simple instruction you can give yourself once you've been initiated to the Map Method. It is a, like a simple one sentence instruction that you give your own super conscious mind, you know, when uh, an emotion, a negative thought comes into your mind or emotion or a symptom starts. So you can use that. And that's, uh, that is a tool that I give to everyone after their first map session. After your second map session with me, you get access to map audio files that I've recorded for my clients. And I think that's what you're talking about when you talk about oh. map for sleep or map for pain or map for inner peace or whatever. These are little 10 minute, 15 minute audio files that I've created that are for your subconscious mind. It's a set of map instructions, you know, that um, is recorded for your subconscious mind on different topics. And, you know, they don't always work because it's a generic set of instructions you know it's not the same as a as a live um a live session with a practitioner but it is a nice tool to have in the moment um to work on things while you're you know in between sessions so we had we did about four sessions together not on sensitivities right oh. yeah just i don't i think emotional topics or maybe other kinds of symptoms do you remember? Yeah, I, I think we worked with pain, my thyroid stuff. I think some stuff I was dealing with. I, I, yeah, there was a lot of emotional stuff. I, I can't, don't remember the specifics of all four of them. So we did about four live sessions. And then you had an interest in using the Map for Sensitivities program, which is an online self-paced program where you can do sessions on demand. Maybe you can talk a little bit about um, how working with the program was differed from doing sessions live with me over Zoom. They were both good. I liked both of them. Sometimes I thought when I was working with the, the online sessions, it would have been helpful to have Madeline there. 
Um, but but always it was very beneficial um, just doing the um, program for sensitivity. So I think I think it happened like the last year in about November or December. And I was just like, you know what? I'm so tired of all this stuff, of all these things that I, you know, I'm sensitive to. And I'm always, you know, it, it just runs in my life. And then I read the, the email about the um the program for sensitivities and I'm like well what the heck (laughs) I'm giving this a try um because I've struggled with so food you know food sensitivities um chemical sensitivities fragrances um noise uh let's see (laughs) um dogs and cats and just all kinds of things and I'm just like always and so it, it becomes it just like runs your life. It just is like those factors have to always like be running your life. And I, I would just felt like I was just really tired of having to deal with it. And so, you know, it was just like right after that, that I saw Madeline's email. So, you know, that's how the process works when it's time, then it's time. I'm like, okay, it must be time. Um, so I decided to do it. And, um, it, it it was very powerful for me. I mean, truly, it was just like um, kind of amazing, I think, in a way to think about, um, you know, to do the process and it, and it, and it was good. There were. Um, yeah. So basically, I I feel like I've I have gotten really, really far. And I think it was interesting to me, the um, the emotion of fear that I have that I have never been able to feel in my life. Like I have put a lid on it and somehow it popped up in that whole thing of doing the uh, peace with the emotions um, in that for sensitivity. And so it was really surprising to me the number of times that fear came up with each sensitivity, um, something that happened that created fear in my world that, you know, I could, that, that would come up for me that I would have to deal with the emotions around that. And then what those emotions, how they trap, what you think, what you believe. And then, you know, you have these symptoms and, and then you go, wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> so it was, it was, a, it was really good. And all of the messages, you know, we live in this, especially around food. I mean, we live in this culture of, oh my gosh, you can just like, and you know, the technology, there's thing pop-ups all the time. Don't eat this, do this. If you eat this, you won't have this. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it really is a feeding frenzy of information about food that we live in. So it's very distracting. It's very hard. And so we can't, we can't trust our bodies. We can't know what our bodies need. And so somebody says, oh my gosh, you need to do this. Oh my gosh, you shouldn't eat this. You shouldn't do this. You need to take all the stuff. And I'm just like, now I'm like going, wow, wow. That's a lot of stuff we do. A lot of stuff we need um, because somebody is, you know, convincing us of all these things. And what's the truth in all of this? Where is the truth? So, so that was always felt like it was big for me. Like, what is true? And, you know, what is true about this? You know, why do I think this? Why do I feel this? Why do I need to do this? 
so yeah, there were, there were, a, a, it was a lot of freedom, um, that happened. And I don't know, am I, am I answering your question or am I way going in a new direction? I feel, oh, this is fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand everything that you're saying. Yeah, it is, it is, uh, really a difficult time, especially around food. And, and you mentioned that you have, you know, food sensitivities, you have chemical sensitivities, you had environmental types of sensitivities to pet dander and so forth. And so, you know, for all of that, what I want people to understand is that for any sensitivity reaction, those symptoms that arise for you around that exposure, it's a fear response, right? And that's what you found in, in working with the program. Um, the, first, the first session that you do is around emotions. Therefore, core sessions in the program that you do repeatedly with different topics, but they are there. They're kind of designed to be evergreen, so you can use them again and again. Um, and so, I think what you realized, what you learned, was that there is a there were experiences around fear that you needed to work through in order to deprioritize these sort of sensitivity conditioned responses, you know, we can say in, in your, in your subconscious mind, right? Because they are like programs, you know, at one time you didn't have the program around food. You just ate food. You just ate, right? It was fine. But at another point in time, you started to develop sensitivity responses. And when we can think of these as a learned response or a conditioned behavior, you know, then you can really understand that like subconscious mind is, is behind all of this. And anything that the subconscious mind has sort of learned can be unlearned. So you did this program. Um, it, it's organized as a four-week program. But you know, can you talk a little bit about like how long you engaged with the program, what you started working with first, and how often you did sessions? So for the first month, I did, oh, I did something probably five days a week with it, uh, especially the first two weeks, I, I would say, um, that I, I, you know, I did. So I, you know, I, I, well, you have to like, I mean, I work with it continually, like all the time. And I started with my food sensitivities because that was the one, you know, when I think back of, you know, I always enjoyed food and I enjoyed eating and it, you know, it almost came to the point where it was running my life. Like, you know, you had to think about everything you were going to eat, everything, you know, could I go to this restaurant and was there going to be something for me to eat? Did I feel safe? Did I feel, you know, and it's, it really takes over your life. It really becomes way too consuming and it, it's just not fun. It's just not fun to, you know, to eat. Um, so it, you know, it was, um, so I started with the food sensitivities and I really worked with that for, um, a good month to really, um, you know, to, to, so I felt like I was, and I felt like I was really at a good place and, um, really enjoying food and eating whatever I wanted and, you know, trying to break the cycle, which, you know, still I will have thoughts and I'll, you know, I'll go, nope, you know, that's, that's not what I, that's not how I need to think about it, you know? But I think then um, I did some work with um, with the um, environmental stuff. Then I I did some uh, a couple of weeks, but then I it just felt like um, I would I probably did like three a week for um, a couple more months, and then 
I worked with the emotional one, like probably every week for, um, and maybe twice a week. Um, Cause I felt, it seemed to me like if I worked with that one, it fed the rest of us. Uh, it helped as, as I, I saw the pattern of, if you can pick the cycle of the emotion, then um, your beliefs and your symptoms, those cycles kind of are broken along with it. They, they kind of really all flow together in a sense. And then just really reinforcing that intention, like mindfully becoming more mindful and living with that intention, being mindful of your intention to, and so my intention just became to be free um, and to trust my body. So in, in the, one of the healing meditations on the, um, in the audio program, um, the idea of being deeply present, relaxed and full of peace became kind of my mantra for my working the program so that if, you know, when I could just like, and, and deeply present was my thing that I have the hardest time with because my brain just goes, flies all over the place. And so it's kind of like raining in your brain really, as what, um, what I, you know, what has been the work of it. Um, and it's so good because then you have so much more peace if your brain is raining. So I, you know, now I really, so then I work at um, just really, you know, if I have a thought that comes up in a, or an emotion that comes up, oftentimes it starts with an emotion, which I'm not sure that I ever, you know, looked at that piece of it before, but, um, you know, if an emotion arises instead of like, like going full fling in my brain with what, you know, all of this chatter I go no you know just let just be with your emotion just let it be feel it so you can let it go so letting go is the other big part of the process and those have been my words for 30 years and I still like feel like I'm I have so far to go (laughs) I'm almost 75 years old and I'm still doing the same stuff I keep saying so it's lifelong. I mean, now I say, okay, it's lifelong and thank you for the process and just embrace it wherever you are and do the best you can with it, you know, whatever you have. I mean, that's all we can do. And so, you know, it's um now here I'm going. I get carried away and then all of a sudden I go, what am I supposed to be answering? <laughs> that's the <danger>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so you were helping us understand how you use the program. And, you know, you were saying that um, you worked on foods first and then you started to work with more of the environmental irritants. Did you ever focus on the chemical uh, sensitivities? Um, or did they you know, get better? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I could, I think that was a harder one. I couldn't, it wasn't specifics for me, but I, I just feel like that just kind of in the process, it kind of has resolved. And, you know, I, I just would have so many moments of going, I, I, I was sharing with Madeline the other day that I, I went to Fleet Farm one day and I never go to Fleet. I've never gone to Fleet Farm. I hate, I mean, I walk in the door at Fleet Farm and I can't breathe, right? Because I'm sensitive to all that environmental. And for some reason, that's always been a big a smelly place for me and I was in there and I started laughing I'm like oh look at I'm just walking around what am I doing at Fleet Farm 
know, I was, it was, I was laughing. It was funny. I really laughed the whole time I was in there and I went to church on um, Easter. This is another, a big, another biggie that stuck out for me that I, you know, stuff you don't remember or think about, fortunately. Um, And so Easter lilies have always been just a big, a big thing trigger for me. So I am sitting in church and I'm sitting there and I start laughing. I'm like, oh, look it. I'm just like close, sitting close to these Easter lilies and, and I'm just fine. And then two minutes later, my daughter leaned over and she goes, mom, aren't these Easter lilies bugging you? I said, nope, I'm just fine. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, like, it, it, you know, it's just kind of surprising. It was surprising for me. It was surprising for her because you forget. And, and now, you know, when I, when I go, my friends all have animals, you know, and now I can go to their house without saying, oh my gosh, I have to take some medicine. So I don't, so I can breathe while I'm in their house, you know? And it was just like, I mean, it's just, it's a nice, it's just a relief not to have to think about all that stuff, to be able to let it go and to say, wow, okay, thank you. Yep. This is, I, I would, I remember myself always saying, well, how do other people do that? I don't even get how you can just do that, you know? And so I'm like, okay, thanks. I, yeah, I didn't need to learn about that. <laughs> yeah. What used to happen to you when you smelled Easter lilies? Oh my gosh, I would have to leave. I mean, I'd have to get up physically and leave. I really could not breathe. It was just like, I, I my eyes would burn, my throat would burn, um, my eyes would water. <laughs> I would just be congested. Yeah. So, I mean, really big, big reaction. I would like get up and leave. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't even think about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, look at, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty profound, really. It's pretty big. What, what can happen? <laughs> and so it's what good. food sensitivities did you have when you started the program? What was that like? Um, so gluten was big. Um, Dairy, I was careful, but I wasn't always, you know, it wasn't huge. Um, Nightshades, um, beans and legumes, that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, so now I, yeah, I just eat, I just, um, really the idea of, um, you know, just trusting that, that it's, food is safe, it's healthy, it's nourishing, um, you know, that was a really important mantra that I used a million times a day for the first month, like food is n- nourishing and healthy, all food is nourishing and healthy. And, and I trust my body to eat what it wants, what it needs to be healthy and nourished. Um, you know, so just really changing that whole pattern of thinking about it. Um, yeah, so I went to Hawaii in my second month. And it was hard for me to work the program there because I didn't like to, I mean, it was just takes too much time and energy emotionally even to do it. And I just wanted to relax and enjoy being there. But I found that, you know, I, so I ate all of these croissants that were filled with this yummy fillings that we bought warm at the farmer's market. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So that was my reward for all of my hard work that I've been doing. Yeah. So after a month, after a month, you were able to eat gluten again without any symptoms. Yeah. It was so, it was just so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And what were the symptoms before? 
Oh, I would get like an immediate stomach ache if I even put something in my mouth that felt like I'd, I'd be spitting stuff out like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, this, my body does not want this. So I, you know, my body became that insistent upon not, you know, putting it, you know, that, that fearful, that's really what I should say, that fearful of putting it in. And then I think it was another part of it that was difficult for me is that, you know, I have family and friends that are all gluten intolerant or have all these intolerances. And so then you, you almost didn't, I almost didn't want to say out loud, well, I can eat that because you know, then I was like, okay, what am I saying to them? What do I do? How do I do that? That was an, another huge piece, emotional piece that I had to say, no, I have to trust what my body is doing and what I have done and the work I've done um, to get here. And yeah, this is the truth and the reality of my life now. And it's good. Um, so yeah. Mostly people don't really want to hear too much about it. <laughs> the fact that you retrained your brain to yeah. not be sensitive. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it, you know, so it, all in our own time, whenever each one of us is ready. And that's, that's what I know. I, from all of the work I've done, I know that's truth. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, little nudges along the way and and when we're ready, then what we need comes to us. And then we do that piece. And then we keep going on and see what happens next. Yeah. So how long did you work with the program? And what were you doing? You know, what what were you working with? Like, say, after the food sensitivities were resolved? Um, well, I often used um, the emotional one. Like, if, you know, if something, if I had an emotional trigger, um, that would be the one that I... I continued to use that probably on, uh, uh, you know, it would kind of depend on what was going on. I was having some um, physical issues in my body, um, a death of, of my aunt that I was taking care of, um, all kind of, you know, happened end of, or in April into May. So, you know, when somebody dies, there's a lot of emotional pieces. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of stuff you have to do. So I use that emotional piece um, and and the beliefs, um, you know, too often through that whole month of May. Um, and then coming into June, uh, probably for about the last month. So So I had the program for six months. I would say the last month when I would go to it, it, I didn't feel like it was as beneficial. I couldn't quite, I didn't have things I could plug into what was, you know, what you were saying. <laughs> so, so then, I, I mean, so then you kind of know, okay, well then I guess it's, it, I'm done with this for now, but um, yeah, so it's, it's been good. It's been good. It's been very freeing. I had, um, I had a lot of lovely images um, that I received that are very nourishing, like the food, um, the food one. So I think that Madeline says something about remember, you know, think of some something that you really enjoyed eating. And I have this in memory of my grandmother. She was just this, she didn't have many words, but she cooked her table when you went to her house until she was 80 seven years old, really, just before she died. Um, 
Her table would be loaded with every dessert that you can imagine. She fed, she always, I mean, that's the way she showed love is her food. And she loved to bake and she was such a good cook. And so her food was always so nourishing and because, and it was because of the love. I mean, that's what, that was then the memory that came for me is that deep love. And she would give you a hug and she just kind of chuckled as she hugged you and hugged you and you felt really loved. And, and that memory came for me with that food. So, you know, that was an important healing part of the memory then of, you know, okay, this is what food is about. It's about loving your body, loving yourself, loving other people. That's what we do with this. Um, you know, so that was a beautiful image that I had from that session when I was doing the one with the um, environmental stuff with animals. And I just, I had this memory. So we had a horse when I was growing up that only the kids could ride. It wouldn't let adults on it. And so I had this visual of just being on that horse and just going, galloping full blast on that horse, like the sense of, wow, you know, being cleansed and free. And then the next day I had a visual, I was, um, and I don't know where this came from, but it was, it's really the one that I use all the time. It's, I'm standing up in the top, top of this mountain out on this pre precipice and I'm just standing there and it's like, okay, can you trust, can you trust enough to step off? And I did. And I was free. I was floating and free. And, um, it was a super, super, um, great image and feeling in my body. Like I could fly almost <laughs> And so just, and so I have that memory in my body. So now when I get stuck and I, I can feel myself not trusting, then I can go there and I can put myself on that precipice and say, okay, can you trust? So trust has then become the thing that I realize that it is such a huge part too. So, you know, feeling the emotions, letting it go, and then trusting <laughs> which I'm still working on as um, Madeline could tell you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like the program was effective for all of these categories of uh, sensitivity that you had? Yeah. Yes. I feel like I really am, am free of, of most of all of that stuff. So I actually, I've been having some little, like sinus allergy feeling stuff in this last week. And so instead of saying, okay, like I have to go and take some medicine, I'll just say, okay, you know, I don't, you know, I don't need to have this. I'm, my body knows what to do with it. Um, just trying to, you know, retrain that and not just respond by taking drugs because that's what society has taught us to do, right? That's what medicine does. That's what, yeah yeah that, and so it's hard all those messages and all that stuff that that we think we have to do and you know people keep saying to me well aren't your allergies really my allergies are really bad this year aren't yours and I'm like I, I can't say that they are <laughs> so yeah yeah so lots of lots of really good pieces that I have received from doing this and, you know, I'm sure I'll have to continue to work on some of the things for sure. 
it's just not a, a cure-all. Nothing is a cure-all, I don't think. I think we have to keep working on ourselves. And um, Yeah. But the more mindful we do it, then the freer we are. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, we talked a little bit in the beginning, like what's the difference between a live session and working with a program? And I think, when, you know, what I want people to understand is that in a live session, of course, it's very customized to you. We can work on any topic that you want to work with. Um, and, and of course, you have a practitioner working with you. So that's, you know, that, of course, is the gold standard. But created these programs because through a structured set of activities and like learning exercises, you know, there's a lot of educational pieces in that program as well. And a set of structured map sessions that you can do again and again when you need them, anytime you need them. Um, you know, you don't have to find a time on my calendar, right? You don't have to wait. You can just do, do one. It takes 45 minutes or maybe an hour to do a session. Uh, one of the program sessions. So you have this available to you, you know, for six months. And so, as you said, like in the beginning, you worked with it a lot. You were very motivated. I think the program is good for people who are self-motivated and, you know, will, will use it um, in, in the way it was designed. And then, you know, in the months after that, it didn't require the same level of dedication, right? Because there's a kind of this learning piece that, once you learn it and you use the new learnings to replace the old learnings or the old beliefs, then you are better equipped to, you know, catch yourself in the moment and be able to do something to turn it around. Would, would you agree? Yes, that's exactly what's happened for me. And it's, yeah, it's very good. It, it works. It's very effective. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I think both are very powerful. I mean, I would certainly highly recommend the the Map for Sensitivities program, if you're willing to do the work, because <laughs> it, it takes a lot of effort and it takes, a, you know, emotionally, it's a lot of work emotionally that you have to do around your issues. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, I think it's, it's very beneficial if you're willing to, to put the time and the, and the effort into it that, that, yeah, you can do lots. And that, and I love the educational pieces. It make, makes very, made very good sense to me what Madeline said and, you know, stuff I probably had heard before, but, you know, in this context, it was really, you know, reinforced through, through the, um, the work that I did. And um, yeah, it was very beneficial. Yes. And, but I, you know, I still find that I, I like the live sessions um, because I feel so kind of whole when I'm done, I would say, but also, and they help, I mean, that process all helps to, you know, make me mindful of my, my super conscious, like, okay, that's a place I can go now where it gives me a sense of something that I did not have before. So, you know, there's lots of, of really good pieces in it for sure. Very, very useful. And I'm, I'm sure that I will be useful for the rest of my life. <laughs> Yeah. So is there anything else that you wish you'd known before you started the program that you would, you know, that you would think other people should know about the Map for Sensitivities program? I think that, you know, just really, just really being aware of what your intention is and that your intention would be that you are willing to really do the hard stuff that comes along with it. Um, because, you know, sometimes you, it takes you to places you maybe don't want to go. <laughs> And so, um, 
you know, I think if you're going to do it, you have to be willing to go to the hard places. Yeah. Well, this, uh, so I, I just want to say this varies a lot by individual, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really depends on, um, yeah, it really depends on the individual and their life experiences. And I've lived a long time. So I've... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's why I think if, if people could do this when they're younger, yeah. they don't have so much baggage. So I say, go young people do this while you're young. So you don't have the baggage and you can, you know, it can be easier. <laughs> Hopefully. I think you're absolutely right. I do think that younger people rewire, you know, they can retrain their brain. Sure. Faster, of course. Right. Doesn't that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you don't have all those messages that if you've been packing in there. I mean, for decades. I mean just, yeah, think about like, you know, all the years of those messages. And it's really, you know, hard, getting both that is so much harder because you've been doing it for such a long time. So, yeah, I I, I t- totally think it would be great to, you know, I'm I'm really like on board, like, okay, let's start with babies, you know? Yeah, well, let's start <laughs> Well, I'm in that mode now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, and you know, and when you talk about a lot of work, I mean, you know, the time commitment for the program actually is less than other programs that are designed for the same purpose, you know, so DNRS, I don't know if you ever worked with dynamic neural retraining system or the Gupta program, but those programs require an hour a day, every day for three to six months. So this is less time consuming. And I do think it achieves results faster. Um, although you have the program available to you for six months, you don't, there's no requirement that you use it for six months, right? You just use it until you've achieved your goals. And so if your goals are multiple categories of sensitivities, yes, you'll be using it longer, right? right. If you just have maybe one severe sensitivity, you might be done in a month or six weeks or whatever. I mean, it's, it's totally like, it's, like I said before, it's very individual. Um, But for someone with multiple sensitivities that has had them for some time, yes, I think you can expect to be using the program for months, but that generally speaking, you know, if you do the program at pace, it's three sessions a week, about an hour each time, you know, there are other audio files that you can listen to, but they don't require that you put everything down. You know, you can listen to them while you take a walk, you can listen to them while you're uh, answering emails, doing work, reading, whatever. And so you can kind of fit them into your daily routine. Um, yes, I put them on my, um, I put the audios on my iPad while I'm reading my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it, it's not a big time requirement in the same way that maybe some of the, um, the, the basic neural retraining programs require. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure people understood the difference. You know, this is an advanced neural retraining program. It works directly with the subconscious mind. The other programs, you're trying to use your conscious mind to rewire your subconscious mind. And by definition, that's going to just take longer. It's a longer process. Does that make sense? And that's what I think I really like about it is I can really have a sense of that, even after my first session, how much that I didn't have to think about things. I could just be rewired. And then it made a whole difference in my whole body. And, and that's what I really, yeah, that's what I really like about it is you don't, I mean, you don't have to like analyze and look at stuff. No, you just, you just let it be what it is and just let your super conscious just heal those pieces. And it's very holistic. That's, that's what I would say. It really works on all the levels of your being, which 
it's really super. Yeah. yeah. My body spirit so connected all of connects all of it that um that I think you know that's a huge piece that we're missing. Um yeah. In health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thanks for saying that. Yeah, because I, I do think the map method is a mind body holistic healing method, you know. And it does this by working with the mind, which is, you know, often, as you said, the missing piece, right? When we work with practitioners, you know, they're very focused on our physical body and the, the therapies, you know, the, the, the supplements or the medications or the, the procedures or the modalities that, they, that we need to address those things. But the mind, the mind is so powerful. And I think it needs to be part of the uh, of the approach, no matter, you know, whether we're talking about allergies or sensitivities, or we're talking about chronic pain, chronic illness, long-standing mood states like anxiety and depression, you know, the mind, the mind is a critical piece. Well, and that's what I, I really came to realize too, is how much anxiety that I had that I, I, I wouldn't have called it that. I didn't even realize it, but I, I think about a year ago, I said to my friends, you know, do you feel this? And she looked at me like, are you talking about and now I think oh I was really describing the anxiety that I was that I was feeling that was driving me it was like it was like I was driven by something and now I realize it was anxiety um and then you know then as I was doing that program as my I you know watched what my brain would do and how I had to keep bringing it back I'm like oh yeah so that's how anxiety is created. I mean, I was learning like, okay, that's how anxiety is created. Like we, you know, we keep feeding that new thoughts and we, and the fear rises and then anxiety and then the anxiety grows and it becomes overwhelming. And I think in this culture after COVID, especially, you know, so many people are suffering from anxiety and we do, we have all that fear from what's gone on. And so it, I, you know, I saw how that all works to trap us in this thinking pattern when you when we have that anxiety and and you're stuck I mean it just it it's, makes you feel stuck <laughs> so it's good to be free of all of that yeah yeah definitely well Jerry I really want to thank you for taking your time to meet with me today to have this conversation to share your experiences with the MAP method, as well as the MAP for Sensitivities program. I think this is really, really a, an important conversation for people to hear. So I thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Neural Retraining podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, or Stitcher. Check out our free courses about the MAP method and how it works and how we use it for mind-body healing at mapforhealth.us. Or to schedule a MAP session via Zoom, please visit mindremapforhealth.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2022, by Twin Cities Neural Retraining. Music by Barbara Benn.